Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that usually means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. Make way for Dark Helmet. All rise in the presence of Dark Helmet. Every week, I'll be talking with leaders in and out of F3, including regular appearances for my shared leadership team. If I'm going to do this... I'll need my news team at my side. News team, assemble! We're here for candid conversations, to answer questions from around F3 Nation, to pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. And we're back. And that little voice that uh, that pops up that says recording in progress lets us know that we are, in fact, here again at the 43 feet headquarters, uh, as though there were such a thing. Uh, but joining me uh, on the well, let me back up and say that first, my name is Dark Helmet, and I'm the president of F3 Nation and also the host of this here podcast. And I am joined this week, as is typically the case, by many a member of the shared leadership team of F3 Nation. And I will list them because you need to know uh, that they're here and that they're ready to rock it out. The first man on my little screen uh, is, a, is a, a welcome addition, but not a typical contributor anymore because he has moved on to, to uh, greener pastures. Um, but uh, he saw that uh, Kitty wasn't going to be here today and thought he would come and, and lend his talents and his thoughts and opinions. Uh, and also he was like, I just need to blow off some steam, so it seems like a good idea to, <laughs> to hang out with you idiots for a while. <laughs> but his name is Eric Nowak. He uh, is the now the nation's COO, hailing from the Puget Sound, South Sound area. My friend and yours, Gobbler. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm here. It's great to be here. Great to uh, great to be welcomed back. And y'all didn't, you know, chase me away. The, the truth was somewhere in what you said. I won't say uh, what was truth and what was made up. It's irrelevant. I it always is. <laughs> I never let the facts get in the way of a good story. In fact, I write these little uh, these little idiot uh, reports. I call them the, my special reports in Slack every morning after I post. Um, whether I was the cue or not, I don't really care. I just write the backblast that I want to write because I think my backblast is probably as good or better than any man's uh, as it is. So it usually has some elements of truth-ishness in it. And so typically at the end, I will say, this is my report. 
And then I'll have some other idiot comment like, and it sniffed the truth this morning, or uh, this is my report and it bears resemblance to truthiness, you know, things like that. So uh, yeah, I, nothing, uh, nothing about the truth really needs to be brought into this. Don't let the facts get in the way of the truth. Brother. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, also joining us uh, five time award-winning podcast host of his own. Uh, his name is Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Jordan, and uh, he is the head of comms for F3 Nation. He hails from Fort Mill, much like myself, uh, but we call him Italian job around here. That's true. It's it's truth-ish. It's close enough. Uh, it's actually six-time Dark Helmet, oh, but thank so you. Sorry. I appreciate that. You know, if, if we're going to lie about something, himself, let's go ahead and add, let's go and right. add an extra element if we're going to lie say, about if it. If a man's so. giving himself for, uh, you know, awards, he should, he should maximize the number, right? I mean, I'll, I'll take one every, one every two months. How's that there sound? You, go. Uh, you know what? That's very reasonable. It's very reasonable. Incredibly magnanimous of you, which is what we expect uh, when we talk about the job. I bow to you, sir. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And now we move on to some of our, uh, our, our more handsome, uh, and let, uh, hairless friends. Um, <laughs> the men, the men of St. Louis, uh, they are, uh, they are respectively, uh, my, my good friend, uh, and, uh, comrade, comrade, com- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Confidant. I don't know. I love the guy. His name is Steve Schaefer. He is the head of sectors for F3 nation. He's out of St. Louis and we call him GMO, the genetically modified, Optimist. Optimist. There you go. Today, I'm just uh, frozen. It's very cold here in the Midwest. Beans and I worked out together today. I think it was like a eight degree wind chill. So Oof. yeah, we uh, had a, a little bit of a uh, a cluster freeze is what we call it. So it was a good, it was tough. We're doing this program, 45 of us doing this program called Exodus Me kind of oh, a third yeah. F spiritual exercises. So one of the things we're doing is cold showers. So the cold beat down, do you get a cold shower? Do you warm up first? Oh gosh, that's... We were just trying to figure that out this morning, but it's all good. We so have... I, I have tried. I mean, I've done the cold shower thing uh, on occasion, and uh, and I've done the ice bath a couple of times and stuff, trying to you know do that whole deal. But I got to tell you, uh, from where I sit anyway, get like if you come in cold from the workout, right, and you're already freezing to death, and then you jump right into a cold shower, like that is... Oh, that is no bueno. I can't do it. I have to warm myself up first and then, and then try and get back to the cold. I can't do it. Warm yourself up, chill yourself up. That's right. I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's going to kill me somehow, but you know, whatever (laughs) Eh, you got to go, you got to go some way. Uh, But it's uh, it's good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you, my friend. And, and the sectors are healthy. The sectors are healthy. Yes. The sectors, I'm just getting so many uh, DMs, just picture screenshots of interactions with Nantans and, and just the, the connection that they're making and the support that they're providing. It's just uh, keeps me going every day, knowing that we're having some impact, just kind of running alongside these, uh, these guys trying to lead. Love it. Good stuff. I love it. Good stuff. Uh, so since there's just two men from Fort Mill, there ought to also be two men from St. Louis, as I mentioned before, and uh, so, therefore, we will introduce the head of expansion for F3 Nation. His name is Mike Sluhan, and we call him Beans. What's up, Doa? Um, you know, I'm going to keep it tight because we've got a pretty full crowd here today. Uh, true. Intros, but what I want to share is, you know how in uh, China they have, hey, this is the year of whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the dragon the or the, yeah. the rabbit or whatever. Yeah. The rabbit is 2023 for China yeah. this year. But for F3, it seems like it's the year of the starfish. Because we've oh. got a lot of starfish going on, which is awesome to see. So 
Is is uh, every year in F three the year of the starfish? Well, I feel I like know. It. Uh, we'll wait and see what twenty four brings. But. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Well, that's excellent. You're the starfish. Uh, giving an approving nod and smile is the head of leadership development for F three Nation, Seth Brown. He's forty seven, and his F three name is Bono. He hails from the right. eastern part of this North Carolina, uh, and uh, we're glad to have you, buddy. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Well, unlike the St. Louis fellas, it was the mid fifties today, very rainy. It's going to be rainy all week long. And we had this workout this morning where a guy brought all his exercise equipment out for some reason. So it's called a fight gone bad, I think is what it is. He's, and so it was quite interesting. I uh, figured I needed my, my internal kind of gobbler. Uh, I don't have quite the beard that he has right now. Cause obviously at, and, uh, posted in the military in quite a while because it's getting a little I know, look at that thing it's it's bushy i it's, like it it's it is something else but we were doing this have one of these like racks where you got a 50 pound or 25 pound <laughs> weight on each side I, I know all the names obviously not and so i'm sitting here standing in the middle of this thing trying to lift it up thinking man gobbler does this all the time i bet you right so right with much heavier weight I'm my, sure. my inner gobbler on yeah. this morning in my 58 degree weather but i love it, it didn't work yeah i love it uh, that is excellent. We were talking just before we, uh, we kicked off the call today, you guys were talking about temperatures and stuff like that. And, and, um, uh, my daughter sent me a screenshot of her weather app, um, from, uh, Idaho where she is in college and it was negative 38. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, sweetheart, um, uh, make sure that every bit of skin that you own is covered. Uh, I'm including your eyes, your ears, your your sweet little nose because that'll fall right off your face. <laughs> you know yep. I mean? Negative thirty eight, bro. That's that is brutal. You that do know she's going to just destroy your AC bill when you come home. <laughs> You're like, Dad, it's sixty five degrees in here. It's so hot. Turn it down. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, all this technology, like the Weather Channel app, leads me to think of uh, a certain handsome individual. Um, who uh, is is 41 years old and is the head of technology out of the Jacks region. We call him Bada Bing, but his hospital name is Chris Gambino. Hey, guys. So uh, speaking of weather, I'm down here in, in beautiful, sunny Miami, Florida. It is 80 degrees. Uh, and guess what? There is no F3 down here yet, but uh, hoping that we get something down here soon. So maybe I'll link up with a couple guys and see if we can get a flag planted down here. Brought a couple of rocks in case I meet a few you know, sad clowns that maybe want to pick one up and, you know, learn about F3, but uh, down here for work, down here for work, but kind of a mission trip. So love it. Love it. I'm picturing Gambino running men down on the beach with a ruck in his hand. And he's like, Hey, Hey, you want to come running with me? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I am also part of one of those regions that recently starfished in Jacksonville. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Big news there. And so now we're first coast region and river city. Nice. You know, beans, you made a, uh, you said it was year of the starfish. And now that you're saying that, like I'm thinking about it, you know, bada bing Jacksonville has been a region for a very long time. Uh, and, and is just now starfishing Carpex, you know, it has been a region for a very long time and is just now, you know, kind of starfishing. So I, you know what, you, you might be right, but you know what, the guy who will tell us whether or not it's true or untrue, the guy who will make sure that all of the stats are recorded and all the things are running how they're supposed to is this man, the weasel shaker for F3 nation out of the Alamo, San Antonio, Sierra Gutierrez, 
he's 39 years old and he's wearing a Peaky Blinders hat. And uh, he, <laughs> we call him Spur anyway. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to think about like some sort of like really cool like sign on I can do since I'm the only guy from Texas around here. I should just be like, howdy, everybody. Like, so howdy from San Antonio. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> howdy, y'all. Awesome to be here with you studs and looking forward to today's discussion. Yeah, I, uh, uh, Bada, you may be right. Maybe a yeehaw would be appropriate, especially if he sort of like swung his his hat above his head and gave a yeehaw, something along those lines. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just no like virtual jazz hands with a sort of yeah. one of those settings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, gents, I, I uh, as we as we embark here on this episode of the forty three feet. Uh, obviously, we we've talked a little bit about what we might uh, discuss today, but just to sort of set the table for the packs. Um, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, and, and we've talked about this a little bit before on this podcast, but uh, one of the things I've noticed that keeps happening and, and has come up several times recently, whether it's in you know direct messages to me or other members of, uh, of the team here, all of us, um, or maybe, you know, it's been thrown in the Slack and the Nantan channel and stuff is it seems like we are experiencing, I don't want to say high levels, but some, some noticeable level of burnout. Uh, in, in some of these leadership positions. And, and I think that nobody's saying I'm burnt out, right? But the, the behavior looks a little something like this. They say, uh, they start asking questions like, hey, how do you guys typically do a shovel flag handoff around here? Or, hey, how do you, you know, what, what do you do when you want to hand off to the next Nantan? And when you dig a little deeper, it's usually not like, I'm two years away from that, but I just want to start preparing my mind for, for the inevitable. No, usually it's like, Get me out of here because I've run myself ragged and I can't find anyone who wants to come in after me and take this shockingly because my example has been run yourself ragged and nobody wants to do that. Right. And so we find ourselves in this in this situation where there's a number of people, whether from site cues all the way up to Nantans uh, and so on, where guys are, are raising their hand and going, how do I get out of this? Um, and uh, instead of maybe handling it a little bit different way. So anybody who's seen that or maybe experienced that or, or anything along those lines, because I think one of the questions in, that I want to have us answer today is, you know, paint a picture of what ideal would look like, you know, help, help a PAX, you know, understand, help a guy understand, like, what would ideal look like? What would be the, the, the quote unquote right way or a right way to, to handle this? So anybody else seeing that out there, the, the burnout or any of those kinds of things? I'll start it out. We we had our uh, Q source ruck this morning, and one of the things we talked about was just the frustration, even site cues um, locally, and even mentioned it, I've seen it across the board is guys literally saying I'm tired, and guys taking over the next day. It's almost a here are the keys, you know, welcome right. to to the no, next. No job. crap, no nothing, no. just. Here, take this and, and get me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've seen it here. And it's something we've talked about here in the, the nation's team. How do you how do you have it? And honestly, the, the term I mentioned today that I appreciated was Spurs term is is who's your blade? Um, because it's that whole concept of if iron sharpens iron, who's the blade that you're training? And you and for example, for me with head of leadership development, who's the guy that I'm I'm sharpening that I'm I'm working on that I'm providing opportunities and using that leadership development process to to provide opportunities and it doesn't have to be that you know he's the chosen one like the crown prince but here's a guy who has opportunity so when the time comes you guys know it's it's ready to roll. 
you know, maybe it's the uh, Plinky Blinders uh, hat that I'm wearing. But, you know, as I'm thinking through this particular issue, I think you know, I've never the seen the show, so I really don't know. Neither I, have I. Yeah. I'm just kind of going with it. We'll just go with like it. We'll I, go with it. Yeah. 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 Continue. Uh, yeah. Um, if I said it all wrong, I'm going to get messages from everyone later. Um, but, you know, I think we need to really talk about the dangers of what burnout really creates in the people that you lead. Right. I mean, we've all seen men who are burnt out. And I think what it does is it stalls creativity. Uh, it stalls movement. Uh, you know, everyone, there isn't as much enthusiasm about the overall cause. And so I think when we think about leadership, it's our responsibility to start thinking about that next man up right from the very beginning. And I, I think every situation is going to be slightly different, but beginning with the end in mind is really where it, it should start with the individuals. Otherwise, what you're going to have is a stalled activity and stalled regions that don't starfish, right? Stalled AOs that don't split, um, yeah. you know, community leaders that don't step up whenever they need to be at this particular point in time. And um, I'll make one additional point. I, I think mm -hmm. we see it all around us. Uh, and when it comes to our, our mammon, uh, we see it when it comes to politics, we see it when it comes to community leadership, you see these individuals who don't move on when the time is right to move on. And it, it, it stalls the innovation of, um, of um, you know, where we're supposed to go. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I will agree. Uh, it's funny, you, you mentioned something there that I thought was interesting. You said the danger for the men they lead. And, you know, I thought, Oh, you know, I, I think, I think we sometimes think about burnout and go, Oh, that poor guy, he burnt himself out. Right. And that's awful for him. But, but what it does, and, and as we well know, you know, you said it stagnates, right? It, 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 it stalls and there ain't no stalling around here. There's either acceleration or deceleration. So if you're stalling, you're moving in, you're moving in the deceleration lane. Right. And that's, that's interesting. You know, kind of the, what kind of a culture and what sort of thing are you breeding? If you allow yourself to get to that point where, you're, you're burnt out. And are you really even leading job? Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, a lot of times we get caught up in the fitness element of F3 and we think, Hey, this is a workout group. We get to know some friends and we make better friends than we've ever had in our entire life. And, and our faith gets exponentially better than it ever has been. But, you know, we are a leadership development group. Our opportunity here is to plant, grow and small or to plant, grow and serve workout groups, small workout groups for men, for the Wow, I'm going to let you try that one more time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> our, our mission is to plant, grow, and serve work at small workouts. See, you did it again, Dark Helmet. Just throw me a, a curveball. Anyway, we're supposed to invigorate male community leadership, and that's the entire emphasis here. And it's selfish of us if we continue to hold on to that leadership role, whatever that role is, Site Q, uh, Nantan, weasel shaker first step second third any of our leadership opportunities but if you hold on that too long you're stealing that away from an opportunity from someone else you are doing what you are doing i, I don't know if you're doing it for your own ego or if you're doing it because you just don't think someone else is prepared and ready to step into it but the opportunity here is to grow other leaders to give them that chance and the longer you hold on to it the less of an opportunity someone else has to lead so we have to realize that it's time for us to step to the side and when somebody gets 80% of what needs to be done, they're 80% there, it's time for you to step out of the way. You've given them the tools and the tool belt. You've given them the, the bandwidth to run with it, and you're going to give them some, some support behind the scenes. But it's time to transition that leadership to the next guy because we are a leadership development group disguised 
as a fitness group. Yeah, there's been uh, quite a few references to maybe it's time for that man to let go. And my first thought was maybe he shouldn't have grabbed it in the first place. Um, do we have, <laughs> yeah, I like the look though. I, I just think there's a lot of men who are doing things, maybe it's not in their D2X. So they don't understand what their mission is. They're not operating in their D2X. They're diluted. They're not operating in their high impact zone. And therefore they get in a position where they're not the right band to lead. So some of what we spend quite a bit of time discussing is like just a little bit of clarity as to what's expected, what's the ideal uh, type of leader for this type of position. So it makes sense. You can make sure that you're EH in that guy and he understands what he's getting in for. And he can do some reflection around, is that a good fit for him? Ideally, if he's got a shield lock, they should know what his mission is. They should be able to help him create some guardrails and make sure he's accelerating so that he can accelerate his family and, and the region. So that's what I. Yeah, I'll tie on to that. Uh... Because what I was going to say is along the same lines where your your burnout prevention starts before you say yes. Um, and that is really not only making sure that you are the right person for the job, 100% agree with that GMO, yet also, even if you do feel like you are the right person for the job, understanding your why and why you're accepting that position. Because there's no doubt when you step into a leadership position, there's going to be a roller coaster ride. And during those low moments, if that why isn't very strong, um, that's when you can start to fade. In addition to that, I also think that the key and to help the burnout prevention is sometimes people try to do too much themselves rather than immediately stepping into a position and figuring out how can I put a team in place to help me fulfill the role that I have uh, and set that ego aside or, or you know, surround yourself with really good people. Uh, the moment you step into that role, you should not only be thinking about maybe who your successor is, but also what type type of team do you need in order to deliver what you've been, you know, hired, if you will, to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was uh, just reading this book. Uh, Discipline is destiny is part of like uh, we did Q source last year, and now we're we're moving on to this book, and it really talks a lot about you know you can be really fast out of the gates, uh, or you can you know be consistent over time and and do you want to win this workout or do you want to win, win the race? And there's also this sort of uh, chapter on load management, right? And I think it feeds into what you're saying, Dean's about uh, um, building a strong team, being able to delegate those types of things. So you don't burn out uh, and, and really creating the next, you know, 43, 43 feet, as we say for the next guy, um, you know, it's not easy to do, but um, I think a lot of it has to do with really knowing when to be self-disciplined with your own discipline about things. I know that's kind of odd to say, but, you know, maybe it means, you know, even the chapter I read this week about going to bed on time, going to sleep, you know, just getting enough rest. Um, there's a lot to be said about being self-disciplined about, about your own discipline and not always trying to win the race that day, but trying to, you know, be able to last over time. And, and sometimes that I, I personally... Uh, you know, am the kind of kind of hot out of the gates a lot of times, and I need to kind of remind myself to slow down. And uh, that in the long run, I'm probably going to get hurt and injure myself, which tends to happen quite often. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. When I uh, <laughs> when I operate well within my guardrails, a lot of the other things uh, are easier to manage. I don't I don't find myself in that that feeling of like ah I can't keep up or ah you know whatever right. But it's uh, when I allow things to get you know, a little sideways within my guardrails, 
um, then, uh, then I find myself sometimes, you know, head, heading in the ditch. So, but, uh, Bonnie, you gave a very knowing nod there. Yeah. Well, I was actually partly thinking when GMO was talking about maybe the guy shouldn't have been in the spot in the first place if he doesn't want to give it up. And I'm like, amen. And I think part of that is how do you know? And it's that apprenticeship and opportunity piece of give a man opportunity. So there is no surprise, give a man, you know, apprenticeship. So that way he's learning from a guy who knows what to do. And part of that is that, that whetstone piece of the leadership development process. But I think for me, it's, it's the small opportunities. Um, and that's one of the things in, in ENC, we're moving from the, the PsyQ regional model more towards, all right, can we create, we've got two AOs now. And the whole thing is it's leadership development. So we're trying to create opportunities for guys to lead. So it's not a surprise. So we don't have to have just one site queue on Mondays, one on Wednesday, one on Friday. We have a team and within that team, they have opportunities. And some of the guys stepping up because we're giving, you know, full house, the Q source queue for for Boyd Lee. And it's phenomenal what the dude is doing. And, and that's the neat thing is that we know already. And so we're having conversations and things. So I think, GMO, that's one of the things is opportunities. Make sure we know the guy is the right guy because there's no surprise because we've been working on for a while to, to get them ready. And I think that's one of the things we owe it to, to new leaders is we have to make sure we prepare them. That's preparedness, right. Which is a uh, next week's key point. So, yeah. yeah. I would say there's kind of three things I've seen through that one kind of what spur highlighted. There's a high correlation between non-starfishing and leader burnout. And because you, and the root cause is the same, which is non-engagement of, of the packs. Okay. You have, you know, we all know that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. We got it. But some, but when you start getting 10% of the people doing 90% of the work or even worse, uh, you're not star fishing and you're not, you're not developing leaders as Bono had said. The other thing to think about is it's not just the leader's responsibility to prevent himself from burning out. It's the guy next to him. Uh, if you are a, you know, if you're working on a team, you should be looking up and you should be saying, Hey, uh, I need to be learning the job of the guy above me in case he falls for whatever reason. Right. And he has to take a knee or he needs to step out. Uh, and that is something that is not always put into corporate culture, I think, or any, a lot of organizations is that you should, you're not encouraged to learn the job above you because people are threatened. If you do that, they think you're coming for your, for, you know, for my job or whatnot. And guess what? There's truth to that, but there's also nothing wrong with that. And then um, the third thing there is a lot of leaders think they're indispensable. Uh, if you cancel a meeting because you can't be there, uh, you're, then that's the wrong call. Uh, you're not indispensable. Work can happen. Decisions can happen even if you're not there. Yes, guidance needs to be given. You need to prep the team. But if you are canceling things because you can't be there, then um, then that's you're probably creating a culture where you are going to be burnt out. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's funny you say that. I, you know, as many know, I took on a, um, uh, a corporate job here uh, just a couple of months ago. And I noticed that my boss, she'll never hear this. So I think I'm safe. <laughs> but I noticed there were certain meetings that my boss kept canceling week after week. And I just kind of, you know, asked her about it. And I said, hey, help me. Is this either just, an, you know, this, this team that you're supposed to be meeting with is going to get no direction if you can't meet with them. So either we need to fire them you know, these external vendors and these other people within the team or reallocate them or whatever, or you need help. So why don't you tell me which it is? And she's like, well, 
I mean, I've got it. I've got it. And I said, nah, that's no, I, you know, I just started, I got nothing to do. Why don't I just take some of these things? And so she's like, well, I don't want to overwhelm you. And I didn't have the heart to tell her at the time. I, I did finally tell her later. I was like, look, I ran my own business for 20 years. I run a giant multinational organization. But like, I think I'll be able to handle your little, <laughs> your little problems here in this little company. <laughs> Somehow I'll manage, right? I just said, uh, let's just see, you know, drown me, try, just try, you know, keep throwing stuff at me. Let's just see what happens. Like, if I can't, if I stop handling things well, then you can stop throwing them at me. But, but you're, you're really right, God, that the, it is, it is uh, antithetical to the corporate mindset, isn't it, Gmo? It is. Yeah. And I think, you know, we started the call, we were speaking of a man who got in a position where maybe he's got to get out of it. And maybe we talk a little bit about what would be our coaching for him to, you know, plot a path to, you get out of that, right? Part of what I might do is, you know, we know that there's strength and vulnerability. The, we accelerate at the speed of trust. Get a few guys together, share with them kind of what you're dealing with and, and how you're feeling about the situation. Uh, maybe brainstorm a little bit of what's needed for the region and bring other men into the situation to help share the weight, to help you um, move the weight uh, maybe to another man and, and help him cast some vision for what's needed in the region and what might be some next steps for them to, uh, to uh, start to uh, move forward for the region. Yeah. Doy, you hit on this a little bit uh, earlier and uh, kind of tie into what you just said, GMO. If somebody is at that point where they're feeling stuck and like they have to get out, my, my guess is that there's other things going on in that individual's life that are getting heavy, that are all of a sudden making everything feel heavy. I, I just think it's rare that all of a sudden that one thing that you signed up to be a leader for is now all of a sudden the burden that is causing the stress on your life. There's probably other facets that have either been neglected or that you're pretending don't exist that you need to sit down and address. And that's where you really need to open yourself up and have those conversations, whether it's with your shield lock or with somebody locally that you can trust and tap into to really dissect what's really going on. Cause it's probably more than just solving this position that you need to get rid of. Oh man. So very true. Jimo, were you going to throw something on the end of that? No, uh, boy, I tell you, uh, we're going to walk you guys out of the pressure cooker uh, in our next episode, because what we really kind of hit on here is we've we've started down the road a little bit, but man, it's just like a just like a grow ruck, you know. Guy starts out just fine, and when the sun is shining and his belly's full, everything looks great. He's doing just fine. And uh, boy, sometime in the middle of the night, when that pressure's really on and there's a whole lot of things going on, you watch how a guy just disintegrates. Uh, and if he really isn't uh, really isn't strong on his guardrails and really isn't sharp with his mind and and you know managing to to you know sort of manage his emotions and things like that, boy, it uh, it, it goes bad real quick. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to know when to start. It's not easy when to know when to transition. It's none of this is easy. But boy, golly, I tell you what, uh, Seth Brown will tell you, if it was easy, we wouldn't need leaders, eh? Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. 
or tweet us at 43 Feet Podcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time. <laughs>